0: Alright, hello and welcome to the next episode of the Ruthless ST Radio Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nick Burnow, And this week, we are getting into our second part of our Intro to Autocross series. And this week, we're talking about what you do at the track. And as soon as you get to the track, and up until you leave the track. That's what we're talking about today. So, just to dive right into it. You get to the track, and, you're, and you see all these cones in the, the parking lot, or spread around the drag strip, or wherever the venue might be, the airport tarmac, There's I've been to a couple of those events too. And the first thing you want to do, the very first thing when you roll up to the track, is you want to find that timing trailer. And that timing trailer uh, is usually either going to be the uh, it's either going to be where registration is, or registration is not going to be very far away from that. And you need to get registered, uh, you need to check in. Um, at the registration table, you know, they'll ask you your name, they'll uh, assign you a number if you don't have one already, and you will have to tape that uh, with blue tape on your car, with your class. So in SCCA, if I were running Novice, for example, uh, would be 195N, or in my case now, which I have nice magnets that display this, but not everyone does, uh, it will say 195GS, um, which is G Streets. That's the class I race in. Uh, they'll also, if you're not an SCCA member already, which I highly recommend, um, they will also have you uh, for an additional fee. Um, have you sign a weekend membership and that will cover you under the SECa club insurance and and that sort of thing uh and they'll just introduce themselves to you you know they'll they'll uh and they'll also say because typically it'll be the club execs that that are uh, at the registration table it may not always be but mm, at least in uh, the the western Ohio region that's Usually, who runs registration? uh, They'll introduce themselves to you, and you know, just make you feel welcome, give you your first welcoming to the the club, the event, uh, and just the sport, and that'll be your first taste. Uh, That's also where you pay your registration fees as well, whatever those might be. So, so you you uh, did your registration. And now it is time to get the car tech inspected. Now, depending on the flow of the venue, it may be better to go to tech and registration first before you park your car in the paddock. depending on how the area flows together. Um, And uh, the things they check at SCCA uh, Tech They'll, they'll have you open your hood, they'll check your oil cap, they'll check your coolant cap, and they'll just make sure nothing nothing's uh, wiggling around. They'll, 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 w- they'll uh, try and pull on your battery, make sure that's all nice and secure. And then they're done up there. Uh, the next thing they'll look at is you'll open your trunk or your hatch or whatever it might be that serves as your trunk. And they'll check and make sure there's nothing loose in the trunk. Uh, I like to call this the junk in the trunk. Um, because I always leave my, my grid stuff in my trunk, uh, uh, right up until I go race, and basically say, yeah, I know, there's junk in the trunk, it's gotta come out, and they'll be like, oh, okay, uh, that, that's fine then, and they'll, uh, they'll move on, and then they'll push on your tire sidewalls to make sure they don't explode, because that's a bad day for everyone, uh, and then that's it, that's tech, other than your helmet, which they will check the Snell sticker on the inside of that, um, So, and that's tech, and then you go, you find your paddock spot, and so, so after your paddock spot, you find your paddock, you'll want to go back up to the track and find the start of the course. Now, there's several uh, intricacies to an autocross course, there's, there's several different, we call them features, uh, Chicago boxes and Peterson boxes, and that's one, Uh, we usually just call them a box, and, and they'll be made known because, like a Chicago box, is a box of cones around the outside, and then uh, very tight inside the box. There will be a set of two cones, uh, or one, if they're if you're if you're lucky. And you'll have to, you know, jiggy in and out of that Chicago box and make it so that you don't hit anything. Peterson boxes are a little different. I've only ever seen one of those, but it's kind of the same concept um there's slaloms and there are both optional and mandatory slaloms and we'll get into that in a minute there are obviously sweeper corners and then there's hairpins uh and yeah, there's some features that are at the liberties of the clubs that they kind of make up so there's one popular one around here is a set of opposing gates which is kind of like a slalom but it'll be like one, two, three cones, and then an offset one, two, three cones on each side. And, and you'll have to go through those and not hit anything. Those are, those are actually kind of fun. I like those. Um, uh, so the reason you, you find the start and the reason autocross to me is so nice is because the track changes every, every time, every event, every venue. And there, there are a couple exceptions to the rule. Uh, where clubs have certain venues that have certain tracks, but generally uh, the track will change every time. So every time you go to an autocross event, it is very, very, very important that you walk the course at least once, so you don't get lost. And in the case of being a novice, so you, this is your first event, you'll end up probably walking it three times if you if you follow the guideline of this video. Um, so the reason I say three, uh, you're going to want to walk it by yourself at least twice. And then you will be, if, the, if it's your first event or if you're still running in novice, there is a required uh, novice walk to go on as part of the novice program. And that is there to help teach... The novice walk is there to help teach uh, uh, novice, the new drivers how to uh, participate. And they'll go over your cone rules, which we'll talk about here too, and other things. Uh, so when you walk the course by yourself, uh, at various points, uh, usually at optional slaloms, maybe maybe a section that looks kind of uh, difficult you're going to want to take an extra second or two and you're going to want to look at things like corner entry corner exit because all of that's going to matter uh, because you'll have to string all of that together and we'll we'll talk about it in the working segment but there's ways to look at other drivers to see what they're doing and see how they do it Uh, One thing you're also going to want to do, too, when you're walking the course, you always want to put yourself where you think you're going to drive the car. Um, Usually, like what I do, is I'll put myself right on the line that I think is going to work the best. And that way, uh, when I'm actually in the car, I have a better sense of um, where I think the car will be. And when you do that, that lets you um, pick your line and gives you an idea of maybe where your car will be. And what you're going to want to do at multiple points is kneel down because when you're looking out of your windshield it's obviously going to be different than when you're standing up so you want to get that you want to try and get that perspective of where you're at in your car and then if you know your car well enough you can figure out okay i need to brake here get off the brakes turn and roll back in that's what i do with my uh, walks that I usually take. I find it very easy to uh, pick up the course and um, at least try and pick up the line. And they'll go over this in the novice walk. And, and that kind of brings us that kind of actually leads right into the novice walk. So the novice walk is there. It's going to be an experienced member or two or three from the club that takes the novices through the course, them gives them a gives them a, cur- a curated walk per se, and kind of lets you know you know what they're thinking, what some of the rules and regulations are, like um, you know, the cone rules whatever they might be, whatever the time penalty might be uh, when you knock down a cone, and things like that. And what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to listen, listen, listen very closely because you'll get some very invaluable information from the novice walk. And it's, it's a really nice thing that clubs do to help new members and to help uh, first-timers and novices And and even experienced members alike, I still go on the novice walk uh, two out of three times when I go to an event, uh, so I can hear what other people have to say. And you'll do that, and then you'll go right from the novice walk into the driver's meeting. So the driver's meeting is kind of an overall view of all the safety things. Uh, Use a jack stand while you're working on your car, don't put fuel in your car in in a hot grid. Things like that so that nobody has to fill out any paperwork and nobody has to have a bad day because everybody hates bad days. It makes it fun for nobody. And, you know, it's a good time to socialize again and, you know, kind of make yourself known. Make a couple friends, you know, maybe get some tips. That's always good. Um, And the thing you're going to want to listen to the most in the driver's meeting is the run work order. This tells you what classes you're running with. And then when you're not running, you're working. So say there's four run groups, you might run first, have a session off, work third, have a session off, etc. Or if there's only two run groups, you might run, work first, and then run. Or it might be the opposite. You might run first and then work. It just depends. And they'll kind of go over the schedule of events for the day and that kind of thing. So... Now you're like, okay, I've walked the track, I've done all the things I need to do, I've been to the driver's meeting, what's next? So this is going to kind of depend on how the club is run. So depending on the run work order, uh, you could either watch, you could kind of just kick it back at paddock, um you could take an extra work assignment you could always do that um it just depends you might prep the car a little bit more you might have time to change tires if maybe you have an extra set of tires uh it just it like i said it just depends on the person the club the venue but generally we're gonna we're gonna move on to the working segment of your day so you're always going to have to work half your day, that that or or a quarter of your day. That's how that's how autocross works. You work and you run, depending on the event. Some events don't require you to work. So, typically at your first event, you will shag cones. I know it's no fun, but hear me out. Shagging cones is nice because you get to sit out on a corner, and, and you know if, maybe if there was somewhere. That you had trouble in your course walk, uh, you can work at that particular corner, or you'll at least be able to see that particular corner to see how maybe the fast guys are taking that corner, or that section, that segment, that sector. That's a popular word, sector. And you'll be able to see, okay, maybe you know this car is similar to mine, so we'll try this, and keep that in the back of your head uh, as you as you get ready to run. And that's always important. And it again, it gives you a time to socialize, and and, and you know just be friendly with uh, everyone. And that's always fun too, because you can always get advice from other drivers uh, about different ways to run, which is nice. And you'll just watch. Uh, you have to keep your head on a swivel, though, because there's always cars running through the course. There's going to be two or three cars at a time running through the course. So you're going to want to watch and be very careful to make sure you don't get run over for the same reason that uh, you don't want a car to fall on you. Uh, that's why they tell you to use the jackson You know, nobody wants to fill out that paperwork. Don't don't make people fill out that paperwork. It, it just ends up being a bad day. No, the, the The main goal here, and you'll find this throughout... This podcast, this particular podcast, is never have a bad day. Always have fun. That's what this is about. It's not about trophies, although some people, you know, make it about the trophies. It's not all about the trophies. It's have fun. That That's number one, is have fun. So you've worked. Now it's time to run. So your car might already be staged in grid. If it's not, go get it and find find a spot you'll get directed to a spot it's very easy uh it's just you know follow the leader kind of and if you're a two driver car it's again follow the leader but you'll have your own lane two driver cars are are a little different so we'll stick with we'll stick with single drivers for now now one thing i always recommend and i'm a bad person at this myself that's kind of why i want to start my youtube channel is to have and you'll figure this out as you go right but have a way to record your runs and the reason i say that is you can go back either right after say you have a say you're split into a morning and an afternoon you can go right back after your runs in the morning during lunch break and watch what you did maybe where you messed up um you know, if you're like me and have a helmet cam, you can see head movement, hand movement, uh, that kind of thing. And that's always nice to have. But it allows you to analyze yourself and see maybe where you went wrong. So, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that when we uh, set goals and things. So, simple. Start procedure. Uh, they'll roll you up to the start. The start Uh, When you went through your course walk, you will find the start. It's usually marked by a a double cone with uh, probably a green flag in it, or or the cone will say start, or, you know, what have you. They'll pull you up to the start, and it's always a flying start. A flying start. You'll be going 20 or 30, depending on how fast you launch. And then you'll be on the course, and you'll be live. uh, And you'll be timed. Um... If you get lost and you cut the course, well, that's a DNF. Eh, Try to avoid those as much as possible. Also try to... So this kind of brings us into the goal section. So I always set three goals for myself when I am at an an autocross. And two of them are usually pretty standard. One of them is going to depend on my first run or two. So the two that are pretty standard are... Smooth inputs, smooth throttle, brake, steering, etc. And always look ahead. It's always, always important to look as far ahead as possible because then you can set up for the next features before you even get to them. And that's, that's important for the line. And when the line is good, you'll cut time, which is always good. The third one I usually set as a time goal. And I usually don't know what that is until I have a run or two under my belt to see where I'm at. And and usually I'll set a set a time goal three, four seconds, four and a half, five if I'm lucky, of you know, where I want to be from my time. Usually I'm about three to four seconds shy of where I wanna be. So I'll set a time goal. And those are the three goals I set. And, and there might be goals subsequent to that as you run, as you do your first couple. Maybe say, hey, look out for this Chicago box, or look out for this corner, things like that. So, one thing you're going to find a lot in grid, and this is this is kind of pretty standard because this will be your first event. or Or maybe it's your 100th, who knows. But you're always going to find people willing to give advice, and it's going to ha- A lot of most of it is going to help you, and uh, it will it will make you a better driver. And even then, uh, even then, what you also might want to do is take a ride with someone. You know, take a... A lot of people... Uh, this year may be a little uh, little hesitant, but most people, if their passenger seat is open, will be more than welcome to take you for a ride. A- and you'll get to ride in some pretty interesting stuff, too. Uh, I've ridden in a right-hand-drive Nissan. I've ridden in a C8. I've ridden in a really souped-up El Camino just because, hey because, you know, you ask, hey, can I get a, can I get a lift? You know, and, and like I said, nine times out of ten, if they're not trying to set their fast time for the day, they will be more than happy to take you. And then on that ride, you know, watch where they're placing the car. Watch what they do. And then try and apply that. So, things to pay attention to, you know. Pay attention to what other people are doing. Pay attention to what you're doing, run your run, drive your drive. Uh, Things that the car uh, needs attention to is definitely your tires. Uh, Make sure you're not rolling those over too far onto the sidewall, that kind of thing. Make sure you're not leaking any fluids, uh, so on and so forth. And... and you know that that's kind of it so so event wrap up is going to be something like this um if you stay for it which i, I totally encourage you to do cuz it you know allows you to make more friends and talk and talk about your runs that kind of thing uh they do do a small awards ceremony typical typically uh trophies vary depending on what clubs are but you'll get fastest two or three per class and that's it that's an event that's pretty pretty self-explanatory pretty easy um so where do you go from here so you had your first event and you know where do you go from here well next week next episode rather we're going to talk about post event wrap up um you know maybe Maybe things to, because you're gonna you're gonna want to make kind of your own after action report, and and we'll kind of talk about how to do that, and what what entails in that, and how it can be beneficial for events uh, in the future, and and we'll go into things like uh, rewatching your runs, and things like that, uh you know and and. What what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to come up with a list of things to improve, things to improve. And we'll get into detail in that in the next episode of the Ruthless ST Radio podcast. This has been your host, Nick Bernal, and we'll see you next time.